Okay, hello everyone, Mike and Jody Cleveland. It's now Worship Wednesday. I love this, is my favorite day, Jody. Is it? Okay, why? Well, because I love to look, listen to and think about the lyrics of worship songs. I am forever walking around singing some song. Right. Because it gets stuck in my heart and my mind, and I'm always finding myself, even subconsciously, you know, humming a tune or singing a song. Um, and I think it becomes really important then what we put in ourselves as far as what we're going to hum, what we're going to sing, because we're, we're learning lyrics, we're, we're repeating them. Uh, so that's, that's why I like it, because I, I find myself singing and humming a lot. Right. Well, no, I think it's very true. And back in the day, before literacy was as common as it is now, and um, people had their own Bibles and all these kinds of things, um, pastors used hymns to teach about Christ mm. and about the gospel and about uh, theology in general. But they use these songs because of that very reason. Mm. We as a people love music. We love to hymn. We love to sing. We love to tell stories and song. And so that's why uh, I totally get why you love it because it uh, speaks to your heart, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And there's a warning about worship music. If worship music doesn't lead us to worship, then it's probably not a worship song. And that's why we do what we call the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. Uh, we've got some good worship songs that will reveal what Christ has done for us and show us the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world and call us to enter into worship with that song. And there are others that are more man-centered and man-focused and, and telling us what we should do and how we should live and, and those aren't actually worship songs. They might be a response to a worship uh, song or to the gospel presented, but they're not actually worship songs. We're inviting you to write in if you would like to give us a song that you wonder, is this a worship song? Uh, we're going to next week do a song that somebody sent us, writing in to help desk at settingcaptivesfree.com. But what do we have today, Jody? Today we have a great song. This song was written by Matt Boswell, Michael Bleeker, and Matt Popup, and it is called Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery. It sort of gives away that in the title that it's going to be a great worship song. And um, before we dive into the lyrics, I just want to say to our listeners, in case this is the first time you've ever heard Worship Wednesday, that we have not set ourselves up as the judge of what a worship song is. We have let the Word of God define what a worship song is, and the Word of God uh, has defined a worship song as that which um, is based on what God has done. So we we have what God has done, and then we praise God for what He's done. That's how it works, right? How do we how do we get there really quick? Well, we we look at who God is and what He has done. If you look in Revelation, where true worship happens. I can't say 24-7 because there's no time, but eternally, <laughs> right. right, where uh, they are surrounding the throne and they're worshiping God. They say, worthy is the lamb, that's who he is, mm -hmm. for he was slain. Mm -hmm. That's what he's done. He died on the cross. And so the worth is attributed to the one who gave up his life. And this is always what a worship song is. It's reminding us of what Jesus has done for us at the cross, through the, his resurrection, in his intercession, and as he comes to get us, all of who he is, all of what he has done, enables us to worship him. 
right? And it's not just biblical. There's lots of Bible verses that if you take them out of context, right, people have done that. They've taken a, a portion of the scripture and made it into a song and, and presented it as a worship song. But it's not a worship song if it doesn't also, or first I would say, but also declare what Christ has done because that is what uh, produces worship in our hearts, right? So, right. So and, there's and a the, there's a there's a difference between biblical and gospel. Yes. Right. A lot of the cults use the Bible. But they do. And we don't want to use the Bible like they do. Right. And so we stick with the gospel yes. of Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, to introduce this song, let me just read Romans sixteen twenty five that says, "Now to him who is able to establish you or stabilize you, in accordance with my gospel." The message I proclaim about Jesus Christ, in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past. Jody, this tells us that the gospel was a mystery in the Old Testament. Right. It was hidden, locked up in story form, in prophecy, in poetry. Right. It was locked up as a mystery. But now, through the preaching of the gospel, mm -hmm. God has revealed this mystery, expanded it, took the, the cover off of it and showed us the full glory. Through the preaching of the gospel, the mystery of the gospel has been made known. And so let's read this story together. You want to read uh, mystery? Let's read this mystery song. Uh, <laughs> you want to read the first verse? Okay. Come behold the wondrous mystery in the dawning of the king. He, the theme of heaven's praises, robed in frail humanity. In our longing, in our darkness, now the light of life has come. Look to Christ, who condescended, took on flesh to ransom us. So where do we see here, as we talked earlier, about what who Christ is and what he has done? What are those two? Does it answer those two questions? It does. It does, even in the first verse, because he talks about, first of all, Jesus is the king. Mm -hmm. He is the theme of heaven's praises. Mm -hmm. And then what did he do? He robed himself. He did not count his God, his divinity, something to be grasped and to held on to as his right. He disrobed. He took off his royal robes and robed himself in frail humanity. He came down and entered into our condition. And then in our longing, in our darkness, he came as the light, the, the light. light of life. Yes. John chapter one says he's the true light that came into the world who lights every man. But how do we see that light? It says, look to Christ yes. who condescended. That means that he sunk low. He, he humbled himself. To, he took on flesh for the purpose of ransoming us. Oh. A ransom is where you pay a price uh, to get someone back, maybe, to free. Right, right, to free them. So someone has been kidnapped and they demand a ransom price. Well, Jesus came and by his blood and through his death, he paid the ransom price to set you free. Mm -hmm. And you. we go free because he was nailed to the cross. Right. And we experience this tremendous joy and love and peace and freedom. And there's no condemnation for us because of that price Jesus paid to ransom us. Right. It's a beautiful song. Come behold the wondrous mystery. He, the perfect son of man, in his living, in his suffering, Never trace nor stain of sin. See the true and better Adam 
come to save the hell-bound man. Christ, the great and sure fulfillment of the law, in him we stand. What do you see in this verse? Oh my goodness, right? It is. I think that when we reach out to those who don't know Christ, it is beholding a wondrous mystery. It is, we're saying, come and see. And and we, then we explain it to them, right? So he's the perfect son of man. This is one of Jesus's names for himself, right? But he's the son of God. He was also, he was fully God. He was also fully man. Um, and in his living perfectly in our place he did for us what we could not do right he lived that perfect life that god required that there was no way we could do um uh, we could live it he did that for us in his suffering of course he suffered in his life but primarily at his death the most horrific kind of suffering and um, a lot of people focus on the fact that he was crucified crucifixion being the one one of the most agonizing forms of death but even more than that, so much more than that, Jesus suffered because he became sin. Just think for a minute, what sin, how sin makes you feel when you sin, right? How does it make you feel? It makes you feel bad. You feel ashamed. You feel guilty. There's this heaviness, this sadness, this darkness that comes over us when we fall into sin, right? When we sin. Imagine the sin of the whole world throughout time coming in, converging into one place on Christ. Christ became sin. The agony of that alone would have been so intense, but it's more than that. It's more than the suffering of crucifixion. It's more than Jesus becoming sin. It was all of God's wrath poured out on him, all the wrath that we deserved poured out on his son so it's it's the trifecta of horror if you can imagine it this is the suffering that our jesus endured yet never a trace nor stain of sin never he didn't deserve it he was innocent even pagans proclaimed his innocence right you've got Pilate and his wife both this innocent man have nothing to do with the innocent man you've got the um uh religious people who knew he was without so they had to become in false accusations right um so oh. and then he says see the true and better adam uh come to save the hellbound man that was us we were hellbound but jesus the last adam came right and that's something that's so important to understand is that romans 5 says that the first Adam was a type or picture or foreshadow of the last Adam, Jesus Christ. Yes. And how is he a foreshadow? If we look at it, it says, but the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, that's the first Adam, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? What he's saying is this, Adam sinned in the garden, and he brought sin upon the human race, and because of his sin, we all die. Mm -hmm. But the gift is not like that trespass in the sense of God's grace poured out on Jesus Christ, overflowed to the many. And so Adam was the head of the race of human beings, and in Adam all die. Christ came as the head of the believing race, and in Christ, 
all live. Yeah. He's the true and better Adam. Mm -hmm. He succeeded where Adam fell. Yes. Where Adam failed, Christ succeeded. And he took on Adam's failures and my failures and your failures. Took them on himself. He went to another garden. In the, in the Bible it talks about the Garden of Gethsemane and the garden where the cross was. And Jesus, the last Adam, came into this garden. How was he going to do? He took on all of the sin of the human race and by his obedience unto death, pardoned all of Adam's race oh, and you. gave forgiveness of sins to all who believe. Yeah. And this is the good news that the last Adam brought for us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. That's what this song is talking about. Verse 3 says, Come behold the wondrous mystery, Christ the Lord upon the tree. In the stead of ruined sinners hangs the lamb in victory. Yes. And Judy, if you think about this, this come and see the Lord on a tree. Mm. Isn't that a mystery? Right. The Lord on a tree. Right. Come and see him. Behold the Lord on a tree in the stead of ruined sinners. Right. He's being ruined right. in place of ruined sinners. Right. These ruined sinners now can be made whole by his stripes. Right. He's, he's reversing the curse. He's reversing the curse. He's it. taking it away from all who believe. Yes. The lamb hangs. It looks like in defeat, doesn't it? <laughs> but there's the mystery, isn't it? Because it's not defeat, it's victory. Right? Yes. Yeah, he has won the battle. He has put to death sin. He has crucified all our wrongs against us. Right. He has purchased our freedom and our forgiveness mm -hmm. and brought victory to all of Adam's race who believe. Right. A lot of people believe that resurrection is, is uh, where the victory is seen, but the cross is. Resurrection is just proof of that. That's right. good. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. I mean, the resurrection, yay. Yeah. And that power's in us. I'm not trying to diminish the resurrection, right. but I'm just saying that remember that the victory was achieved at the cross. It is finished, is what he said. And that's what you say when you've won. Right. Exactly. See the price of our redemption. See the Father's plan unfold, bringing many sons to glory, grace unmeasured, love untold. <laughs> Yes. This is just so beautiful. It's Isn't a perfect it? worship song. I, I just really, I love this song. So he says, Come behold the wondrous mystery, slain by death, the God of life. But no grave could e'er restrain him. Praise the Lord, he is alive. What a foretaste of deliverance. How unwavering our hope. Christ in power resurrected, as we will be when he comes. Oh, right? <laughs> right? It's just the fullness of the song, I think, that makes it such a beautiful worship song because you've got the death and the resurrection and you've got it so vividly displayed. Yeah. I was thinking of John, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And, and this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing in the song. Well done, our dear brothers, <laughs> Matt and Michael and Matt. Well, I love the fact that he wants to draw our attention to the fact that it's the God of life who was slain by death. Right. He just said, come behold the Lord on a tree. Right. So it's the Lord. It's God who put himself into a body for the purpose of being slain on a tree. Yes. The God of life being put to death. Yes. This was God come as a man right. for the purpose of taking man up to be with God. Oh. 
that where he is, there we may be also. Yeah. This is the love, Jody. It's love poured out on that tree. As Jesus was wounded, love flowed through those wounds. Right. Who else would give up their life for ruined sinners? Right. right? The one who came to pay the price to ransom them. The one who came to lay down his life to redeem them. This is what we want for the whole world to hear. Right. We want the whole world to know that the God of life was slain for you. Right. That the Lord of glory, that the Lord was placed on a tree for you. Yes. That you might then experience forgiveness, freedom, the power of the Holy Spirit, new life, pardon, the, all of the things that we get because he gave up all those, those things. Right, yes. I mean, and this is what Worship Wednesday is all about, is about showing us what type of songs um, will fill our hearts and minds with the truth of the gospel so that we can have hope in this dark world, that we can be filled with the Spirit and have living waters flow out of us. This is what will come out of your mouth as your heart is filled with the truth of the gospel then this will come out of you and you will call others to behold. You'll be so thankful that you can. So many songs today make you feel good and they're pleasant. You can dance to them. You can hum to them. You can you want to sway and, mm. and they have good tune and good beat. And, and so people are drawn to them naturally, just like, you know, any kind of music, right? But we're talking about songs that produce worship, life, uh, heart transforming songs that will center our minds on Christ and his work, his finished work on the cross. Amen. So that we can worship. We're inviting you today to come behold the wondrous mystery. Yes. And also take a minute, go to YouTube and search for Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery by Matt Papa. Yes, and sing it. just let it minister to your soul. I bet you'll find your hands raising. Oh, <laughs> like I do. Jody and I yeah. do. I enjoy Worship Wednesday so much, Jody, and Me I'm too. already looking forward to the next one. Me too. Me too.